0: guys, welcome to another episode of The Split Decision. Um, We're back, me, Taku, George, and with a special guest, Sam McDaniel, playing from the uh, Melbourne United in the NBL. Um, Before we get into this episode, we just want to mention the usual sponsors, Kremlin. You know, check out, the links are in the description, Uh, check out the Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all the social medias. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Let's Let's get get, uh, straight into it. Oh, yes, yeah. so, uh,
1: Sam, thanks so much for joining oh, us. I
2: yeah, really appreciate that.
3: And our,
1: I guess our first question is, what's like your first memory, like playing basketball?
3: Yeah, so my first memory, I was probably, well, first of all, I grew up in Adelaide, um, born and born and raised in Adelaide. And I played soccer to start off with. So I played soccer up until I was about 14 years old. Um, and then at age 14, I just kind of picked up a basketball um, played, you know, just high school or middle school, it would have been back then, and, and some social league stuff and, and really enjoyed it. Um, and from there, I kind of just, just kept working on my skills and, and built on from there. Oh, wow. Soccer first. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's yeah, sort of set. What's that?
2: <laughs> it is a similar sort of skill set, basketball and soccer. Yeah, the, a little bit. Um, the agility. A yeah, I sort, sort of, of kind of
3: always just like that team atmosphere, you know. Um, just, just being around your friends and, and, and even going to college, you know, it's, it's, um, a really good experience just because you get to live with your friends. Uh, you get to do it, go to school with your friends, do everything with your friends, um, all the while playing, playing a sport you love. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great experience for me growing up playing basketball. Of
2: course, of course. Always the best thing growing up, you know, playing with your mates, you know, enjoying your stuff. It's always the best thing. Yeah. So um so when you were a kid playing basketball, did you hit this realisation that either this is something that comes easy to me or were you just better than those <laughs> around you? I was always
3: sort of a little bit um, more athletic than my friends. Um, however, I did, I did work hard as well. You know, it, it doesn't matter how of course. sort of talented you are. You're always going to work hard at things, especially in sport. Um, guys are always working hard around you to get better. So you have to match that. Uh, level of commitment as well and that's something that I just try to do is is work hard every single day and and got better doing it so
1: yeah yeah definitely no. you-
0: got to beat on that craft to make yeah. it perfect you know like the mother mentality speaking of <laughs> mama mentality and stuff you know everyone's got their idols on basketball now who was that one person that like you looked up to in like basketball, I was like, man, I really want to replicate his style of play or like he's what got me into basketball, you know, who was that person yeah, for you? That's like a good that question, idol. man.
3: I, I always sort of like um, Dwayne Wade growing up. I was a big Dwayne Wade fan. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, back when he was, he was in <laughs> Miami, obviously um, playing with LeBron and and doing the crazy things that he was able to do on the court, I, I, I kind of looked up to him. But, you know, all the, all the regular guys, um, the people sort of admire, LeBron's and the Kobe's and, and those guys all were were people who I sort of would go on YouTube and, and look up highlights and things and, and try and copy their moves and, and try and do some of the things that they were able to do on a basketball court.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah.
1: And um, obviously Thanks. your dad is, um, is also like NBL legend.
3: Did, um, were you like
1: in that basketball environment growing up?
3: Um, no, I wasn't necessarily, um, I actually grew up in a different state um, than my dad. My dad was in Sydney, uh, Well, I grew oh. up in Adelaide. So we kind of, um, did what we could from, from long distance. But, um, for the most part, um, I kind of almost in a way taught myself, um, I had a, I had a guy in Adelaide, his name's Rashad Tucker, um, He is also an ex-NBL legend. He played for the Melbourne Tigers, um, probably would have been about 20, 25 years ago. Um, But he's a guy who lives in Adelaide as well. And he kind of, we kind of met when I was about 16, 16 years old. And and he, when he met me, I was playing the four and the five. Um, So I was a big man. I wasn't really able to dribble. I wasn't really able to shoot. Yeah. um and he met me and and ever since i met him we just we just got in the gym every day and, and worked on my ball handling worked worked on my on my shooting worked on my my dribble pull-ups um worked on everything that i needed to do to be a guard because obviously the game is changing and and you know you got big guys now you can do everything that guards can do so you gotta to, gotta to keep up
1: yeah definitely like your demarcus cousins and all and cars and guys theme. like that uh-huh. yeah
2: Yeah, Jokic. They're just changing the game. (laughs) (laughs) Jokic. Um. So you spoke about going to college just before. So you went to Southeastern Community College. Yeah, that's right. So I went
3: went there for two years, and then I went to a a Division One school Mm -hmm. in Louisiana called uh, Louisiana Monroe for uh, two years. After that.
2: Oh, okay, before. So, um, how were those two colleges? How did they? How was that as as, as an experience, and how did that help you
3: grow and like growing your skills? Yeah. So it was a bit. Um, it was a bit funny going to going to the junior college. Um, you know, being in Australia, being seventeen, eighteen years old, and and watching movies and whatnot, and seeing what colleges, you think college looks like, and then me, um, getting to Iowa, which was freezing cold. It was it was a, a city with with probably fifteen thousand <laughs> people in it. It was just a flat city with just Old cornfields yeah. like a small little little school a uh, small gym um you know it was it was it was a bit of a, a culture shock really um just being out in the country in the middle of nowhere yeah. in America, coming from um Adelaide and whatnot but obviously you get used to it um you get in a little routine and and really it had everything I needed to to get better so they had a a, a gym obviously that I could get in twenty four hours and a weight room and and uh a shooting gun. I don't know if you guys know the shooting gun, the, the machine that passes the ball back to you. Um, no, oh, yeah, 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 I've yeah. always wanted one of I'm them. So I've always wanted that. <laughs> yeah, the best thing <laughs> so ever. Useful, but, um, <laughs> yeah, they have one of those. So pretty much for two years, I just, I just grinded, man, and 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 did what I had to do to get through school and and uh, worked on my basketball skills on the outside of that. Yeah. So
0: you, wait, so you said you went from the Southeastern Community College to Louisiana Monroe Warhawks? Is that yeah. that's correct? So how was that transition for you, um, like going from one school to the next? You know. Getting to be able to, to adapt to the new players and the new environment, yeah, around you. especially
1: Division One basketball sort of thing. Yeah, I yeah. mean it
3: was it was easy going from junior college to um Division One because Division One obviously is is a lot better. You know, the school I played at, there was a lot more people. The city, there was more stuff to do in the city. You know, like the weather was better, so it was just. Not to talk down on the junior college I went to because, you know, it was still a great school and they did some, some great things for me. But, you know, I, I probably enjoyed my experience at the Division I school more just because of, um, you know, just a better environment in general to live in and to play in as well, so.
1: And then obviously, yeah, so... well, I'll
3: just obviously average on oh, yeah.
1: 16, six rebounds and two assists. And it's like, how did that help you try and, like, get ready to go pro, like, that div- Division One? sort of area
3: yeah it's um it, it was it was good man it was it's a different game though um college and and professional obviously um i i definitely think that i i learned things and i had to use things in college which um may be a bit different here um for example like in college it's a, a lot more athleticism you know you got guys dunking on every team um some high-flying athletes um you know guys who can get really get above the rim in college and over here in, in the professional league in the NBL, um, what I've found is it's, you know, they're obviously good athletes, really good athletes in the NBL, but it's more, it's more based around skill, um, tactics, game plans, um, and things like that. So I think in the States, I I had to really kind of learn how to shoot because I wasn't as athletic as a lot of the guys I was playing with. So I, I couldn't get to the basket. Um, I had to, I had to really work on my shooting to be able to be effective over there and then when i came back over here i was i was a pretty decent shooter and then i was able to use a bit more of my athleticism um over here okay yeah, yeah.
0: beautiful
2: um so obviously uh going to the southeast australian basketball league that was a step up from university as it's a uh, semi-professional basketball league so how was that experience and how long did it take you to kind of get used to that sort of league and the, the game style of that
3: league? Yeah, uh, I played for Mount Gambier um, when it was called the Seabull. I played there for one season straight after I came back from college. It was uh, it was good, man. It was a good experience. I really enjoyed uh, playing for Coach Richard Hill um, at Mount Gambier. He, he taught me a lot of things and, and gave me an opportunity to continue to work on my game and get better and I was able to uh, have a pretty good uh, well, I ended up getting injured um, also during that season, but the, I think it was eight or 10 games that I played, I was able to put up um, pretty good numbers. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into that league because obviously I hadn't been in Australia in four years. I hadn't really seen what the competition was like under the um, level of the NBL. So I kind of just, um, just went in there confident, you know, and, and trusted my skills and, and back the hard work that I had already put in and and I uh, was able to make an impact straight away and I think that's what um, led some NBL teams to um, give me a little bit of interest.
0: Yeah, speaking of those NBL teams, then later in the 2018-19 season you joined the uh, my well, my beloved Melbourne United, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, so how was that feeling like that that like first step of taking like that the, taking that first step into joining like a pro basketball team you know like what what changed around you like the training the people like the environment like what actually changed around you what was that feeling yeah
3: it's, it's a it's a great feeling man um you know melbourne i can't speak on any of the other teams i'm sure they're all um do things uh their way and do things well but uh, speaking in terms of melbourne is just such a professional team um everything they do is is, is on point um so i can't thank them enough for for giving me an opportunity um bringing me into that organization but yeah it's it's good man like obviously college you've got things like uh, physios um, and things like that but then you get to a team like melbourne uh, professional setting and you got more more um what's the word resources to help you you know you got a dietitian you got um, strength and conditioning coach you got um you know uh, a chaplain if you need to go talk to someone you know you just got people you know they got yeah. got all these people around you um who can use yeah to, to make, make you, you better, better absolutely so um it's just it's just a good environment to be in and a good environment to get better in as well
0: oh nice and then Not too easy
1: and then how was that feeling like checking in to like your very first MBL, MBL. game
3: that'd be awesome yeah it's good man it was uh it's a bit uh a bit surreal really i, I remember before i went to college just uh, going and watching an NBL game i uh, Adelaide lay 36's game and just and just imagining myself out there on the court um you know i just i just knew that i'd be out there one day and, and now that it's finally you know started started to happen the last couple of years it's uh it's a surreal feeling but at the same time um you know after the first few seconds of being out there you know you your adrenaline kicks in and you and you have to kind of um Start really thinking about what you need to be doing there out on the court as well. So um, it's fun, but at the end of the day, once the ball starts bouncing, it's just it's just basketball again. So, um, but yeah, it's it's obviously an amazing feeling. So um, so talking
2: about so obviously your teammates, you're currently playing with the likes of Chris Golding, Sean Long, and um, Casey Prather. So they're all very experienced basketballers. So. How's that like and what do you learn from them in training and obviously the real game? Yeah,
3: I learn a lot from, from all my teammates. Um, you know, I've got some, got some real veterans, um, like you said, Chris Golden and, and Dave Barlow and then, yeah, like some really talented young imports we had this year and, um, you know, guys like Mellow and Mello and Long. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I just try yeah. and soak up information. Um, obviously, these guys are... A world class at, at the things they do, and and I'm trying to be on their sort of level. So, you know, I just I just try and learn as much as I can. You know, obviously, Chris Golding is a guy that um plays a similar position to me. So often, often I'd be guarding him in practice, in the scrimmages and things, and and just try and learn little little sneaky tactics that he he uses to get open, or um, things that he he does where he's just really using IQ. You know, and trying trying to learn things from him. Um, and yeah. Likewise, with those other guys as well. Absolutely.
2: So I think that's the best thing to learn from those experienced yeah. players, like their IQ, especially in those you know those Absolutely. real
3: crunch situations. Right. On.
2: They're things you really need.
0: So you, you've been you've been across like a variety of um, places, like in your basketball career, from community college to um, Saint Louis, uh, Louisiana. Sorry, Monroe, and then to the Seabull, and then now to the Melbourne Knight. But what was your like favorite, like memory? of you so far in your career like up until
3: now. That's a good question, man. Um see I haven't I haven't won a whole lot. Um I'm still chasing some championships. I think that'll be when I eventually (laughs) get one it'll be um the best feeling ever. But you know, personal um personal things, like I think I remember there was a uh we had a back to back game in, in Georgia when I was playing in Louisiana and and I think I, I made like a 11 or 12 threes or something in two games, and and we won both games in overtime. I hit two back to back game winners, um, like two two nights apart from each other. So that was a pretty pretty special weekend for me. Um, we, it's like yeah, a real feeling, like hitting back to back game winners. <laughs> that's probably one of the um, times I look back and say, yeah, like that was a, it's a special moment for me. Damn.
2: That's crazy. too back to back, back to back, nice. Jeez.
0: Yeah,
2: she's got a lot of attention after that.
0: It's things that like people dream of. Man, <laughs> just hitting those game-winning shots, man. In the in the driveway,
1: just pretending, Cheers. missing, like trying to hit one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you actually
1: did it.
3: When That's you, so good. You're
0: on know, the driveway, when you shoot your shot, and they're like, "Oh, wait." You missed. <laughs> <pretty
1: good>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a big topic we have on this podcast is the NBA goat. We've had some very controversial,
2: Play, controversial takes.
3: <laughs>
1: but who, who is
3: your NBA, the NBA goat? My NBA goat. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. Um, I will have to go with LeBron James. Ah. Uh... Yes, oh. yes. there we go, of that's cool He's a boss, that's of taste. I mean, I think, I think it's hard to obviously compare them. when they play different positions and different areas, you know, things have changed with, with the way the, the team's ref and everything's changed, but if you just take it from, you know, an eye test, I just think LeBron can do everything uh, better. You know, and I just think—I mean, for me personally, I'm—I'm I'm 24 years old, so I, I grew up watching LeBron, and I grew up watching uh, Kobe. I didn't—I didn't really grow up watching Michael Jordan, so maybe I'm a little biased because of that. Um But at the end of the day, it's—it's it's a toss-up, man. It's a—it's a debate that's probably never going to be ended. Yeah, that's true. But
0: LeBron,
1: right? That's, that's you switch every day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or well, I'm I am a believer that LeBron's the goat, but these two others, uh, Taku and Tom, do not believe that. I mean, like I, I guess what I you switch, said, it is I like see, a, yeah. it's an opinion.
0: I switch a lot because I like I I love all three of them. You know, they're all great in their own respective right. But you know, like it, uh, every time I look at one stat, I'm like, man, maybe he's better than MJ, or maybe MJ is better mm. than you know LeBron. But then, like I look at Kobe, I'm like, you know, Kobe did some great things as well. Like you know, he dropped what was it? He dropped in six games, he dropped. What was what did he
3: drop in six six straight games? It was like forty yeah, points or 40 something.
2: Passes, you see. Yeah, or forty plus. Yeah, like
3: over forty crazy. Even, yeah. even the fact that um, we are comparing LeBron James and his career isn't even finished yet. We don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, I know. That's no, the no, thing. No,
1: no. And game. then some saying this season he was going to win another championship. God, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But you know,
2: what do you mean? he? Was he, was. he still it? is? What do you mean? win Milwaukee
0: was going to win. Milwaukee was going <laughs> to win. <laughs> nah, nah. Giannis couldn't guard the ball. <laughs> Giannis can't guard
2: the ball. Nah, well, this still might be on, so yeah, hopefully, if this whole quarantine thing's over man. And and
1: then also we um we put out to our followers um any questions that they want us to ask yep. you. And one of the first one was from Adam Dalton He asked, "What was your journey like to the NBL?"
3: My journey it was uh it was long, man. It felt it felt like a lo- uh, a lot of time grinding, but. Uh, at the same time when you, when it 's something that you love it doesn 't really feel so much like a grind really just um, you know put in love and passion into something that um you know means a lot to you so you know my journey has been like you say i've been 've been to a few different places been been to the states and and back home played in a few a few different leagues leagues back home and and i 'm still young obviously but um so far it 's been it 's been very rewarding and and hopefully it can continue to um, Move on an upward path,
1: and then they say, "If you love what you do, then you never
3: work a in your life." So,
0: yeah, yep,
3: absolutely.
0: That's a fact. That's uh, we've got another question from one of our followers. He said, "How did you stand out from the competition around you?" Um, I just,
3: so what I, stand I just out? think that I, well, I try to play the game the right way from a young age. I think that I've always been someone who's willing to um, pass the ball when I need to pass the ball, and and you know just play my role you know even even this year in in uh at melbourne i've just just try to try and do things that coach coach wants me to do do the things that you know may not sh- always show up on the stat sheet but the things that help us win as a group um i think that's what makes uh, a guy like myself stand out but then also just try and try and outwork everyone you know because while you're getting better, someone yeah. else is also getting better, and you, you want to get more better than them. Obviously, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, nah, yeah it makes. Just yeah, trying no, to no, outwork no. people, man. Um, can't stress enough how much hard work
0: they
3: <laughs> are. Now, yeah, this is our final
0: question <laughs> for the um.
2: From a delusional Saint Kilda, he's <laughs> asked this says, question.
0: What's it like being mates with superstar Sam Alabacas? Ah.
3: <laughs> superstar Sam Alabacas. He- <laughs> so, uh, God, I, don't, I don't know who oh, was but he is a little far from the superstar. He's a superstar, but no, he's uh, <laughs> Sam's obviously a good friend of mine. We went to college together for two years, um, and now he's uh, he's a rookie for St Kilda Football Club. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's a good friend of mine.
0: So it's, good. so it's good to see two friends making <laughs> it good. in their own like, respective yeah. sports. You know? Exactly. It's good to see
2: Both that. Both of you guys are being successful. So you're doing your and thing. And then also, like, last, last question
1: for me is sort of for, like, our viewers as well. For someone that's a young kid in Australia and wants to make it to the NBL or EuroLeague or NBA, what advice would you give them?
3: Um, what advice would I give them? Um, apart from the the base standard of always working hard um, or dedicating yourself. Um, I'd probably say just you, you got to be mentally tough and you, you got to not give up because you know there's going to be times where you think, well, you know, there's there's a million other people in the world who are probably better than me. And, and why should I just keep working hard if I'll never get there and things like that? You know, doubt will start to creep in, but you can't think like that. You know, throughout the whole journey, you just got to keep, try and keep a level head try and keep working hard and, and see where it takes you. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, Sam, I think that's going to wrap up our uh, podcast for the day. Thank you so much for joining. It means so much. Thank for you, so, Thank you much. so much. You're yeah, an I really absolute appreciate legend that. For that. We hope we wish you all the best in your future of your basketball and career. Hope you get that championship. Hope you do Melbourne United proud. Go wherever you need, wherever you plan to go, man. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much. And I think that's a wrap. Yeah.
1: uh, Thanks for everyone listening. Make sure you check out all the links in the description. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Bye, guys. See ya. Cheers, guys.